Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Careless Whispod Series 3, the podcast where, you know, we don't find this stuff amusing anymore. Oh, spicy. Spicy. I've been looking forward to this one. I'm obviously not talking about dick jokes when I say we don't find this stuff amusing anymore. (laughs) Completely opposite. (laughs) If you thought that was the case, (laughs) you're listening to the wrong podcast, my friend. Um, Gary, uh, well, I'm Jeremy. You're Gary. I'm Gary. I'm Jeremy. You're Jeremy. You're you're wearing a shirt that says that you're an. Usher yeah, we'll have Jeremy. to get a photo of this for the um, for the uh, photo this week. Now, what I want to know before we go any further sure. is, are people actually going to know that it's been a while between drinks? <laughs> let's tell. Let's it. let's tell them. It's been a while between drinks. It's been almost a year since we recorded the last episode of Careless Whisper. Holy <laughs> monkey. I think uh, I maybe a month or two off. I can't think of why. Hmm. No. No. I guess um, something about a pan. A pan. You were learning to cook. I mean, yeah. that would have taken Cooking, a while. Yes. Um, yes. I am dumb. <laughs> <laughs> we are rusty. Um, <laughs> Very rusty. So look, it's been a while. Uh, it feels like only yesterday for for you listening. Like it was last week that we released the the last the episode. last episode. <laughs> no, so we uh, we got together literally a year ago, just before the pandemic hit, and then we tried a few things during last year. I just we weren't just we weren't vibing the. The online thing. I see a lot of people do the online podcast. We, we tried now, to they? do Zoom and then it just didn't feel right. It's not us. It's not. No. It's not. It's not. It, we need that white hot energy sparking between sure. us for these. Dick it's jokes. definitely hot and it's definitely white. White. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Energy that spurts out of yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we're doing our money shots, especially. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> What are we talking about this week, Gary? Uh, As if the people haven't already worked it out. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can't comprehend a reality where someone has clicked on this podcast, didn't read the name of the episode, <laughs> <laughs> didn't look at the, the screenshot where I photoshopped ourselves onto the, the popular Simon and yeah, yeah, yeah. Chevy Chase. We're talking about... <laughs> you can call me out. You can call me out. Paul Simon. By Paul Simon. The... Uh, 86 record? Yes. So Graceland. Was, the, this single in particular was released on September 5th, 1986. There, we were just chatting before that, unlike some of the songs we've, we've spoken about before, yes. the depth of information that is actually available on this song is, is so dense that it's... We al- well, I almost don't know where to start. You know what I mean? There's just... That it's a good thing. It's a good problem to have, right? Totally. I, the way I see it, we should just do our usual thing where we just shoot the shit, talk about our experiences with the mm. song rather than just a lot of dry facts. Well, so I watched uh, in preparation... You might go so far as to say um, I did some research, Gary. What? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, a couple of years back, I think it was 2013, um, a documentary came out called Under African Skies, which was revisiting uh, the making of Graceland. Uh, you, you did research? <laughs> we, just, <laughs> we just did that. Are you so surprised we do the bit twice? You know what I mean? I, I, you know, I had to have that knock-on effect. Uh, and um, Under oh, African Skies, one of the songs off the album Graceland. Album Graceland. Speaking of Graceland, sorry to oh, yeah. derail so early in that. No, 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 no. Please, please uh, derail me. We haven't covered. I'm into it. We haven't covered any Elvis songs. Yeah, we should. Have we not? We, we should cover some Elvis on, Fuck yes. on this podcast. What do you think, listener? Write in caleswispod at gmail.com. I, I think it's more speci- It's more specifically what Elvis song? Which Elvis song should we do? Yeah, that's that's a hard one. Um, because talk about uh, deep diving into a plethora of information. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the the stuff that I like is kind of you know the stuff that didn't get as much play. So like Kentucky Rain or uh, all Moody the, um, Blue or uh, all the soundtracks too. The soundtracks he did. There's some like Crawfish and shit. Um, uh, 
uh, the King Creole. King Creole. That yeah. Crawfish, I'm pretty sure, was off King Creole. That was dope. Uh, Trouble off that album. Yeah, that yes, that's a fantastic tune. Yeah. And I mean, I got right into the comeback special record, or the 68 comeback special record as well. And I mean, we were sharing ages back that um, Elvis in Memphis, yeah. where he was in, oh, was it the Stax? I don't uh, know if it was the Stax Elvis, It was Stax, yeah. But it, it, it sort of, it was a bit misleading because he was sort of there. It was with his band, but mm-hmm. they were just sort of there. But they were recording at um, like 3 a.m. or something, you know, when it was off time. I think he had the studio. And there's that Promised Land song, which I uh, sent Promised you, Land, Which yep. I found out about through Men in Black, right? <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones is listening to it in uh, the car. And he goes, uh, Elvis ain't dead, kid. He just went home. <laughs> That's right. Oh, wow. But but why are we actually here, Gary, today? Graceland, Paul Simon. Well, let's reel it back in. Reel it back in. Oh, hang on a minute. Graceland, Elvis. Elvis. Oh, there's a connection there. Yeah, that, it wasn't. It wasn't a day. No, there a is. Total oh, there, yeah. No. <laughs> it has been a while between drinks. It has um, very rusty. <laughs> I watched ages ago. Do you remember Jamoan's cooking show? Yes. And they would go, they would talk about anything but cooking. And every <laughs> now and again, Bob Franklin would just go, what are we actually cooking on the cooking show? <laughs> or I think it was Jamoan would say, what are we actually cooking on the cooking show tonight? So you know what, what I mean? song are we actually what are we, talking What song are we actually <laughs> talking about? You can call me Al. Uh, look, let's actually talk about the song. <laughs> this song... <laughs> Is one of the reasons why Kellis Whisper exists on my behalf, I think. Well, this is where I was going with Under African Skies. So yes. Under African Skies is a documentary yes. about Paul Simon revisiting <laughs> the making. Um, it's a documentary that revisits the making of Graceland. And in it, it sort of interviews a bunch of um, uh, different artists. Um, and specifically, obviously, it was 2013. So at the time, Vampire Weekend, you know that band? Mm-hmm. They make a very brief cameo in it interviewed in it and the lead singer sort of says it's an album that holds a lot of um memories for people growing up you know oh, what i mean 100%. and immediately to me graceland like the, he even mentions like car trips yeah and that's me man this album was in the car man the, like we've talked about this on quite a few episodes of the previous episodes because i was re-listening to kind of get a get into Wispod mode <laughs> and uh we talked about the, why do you need to listen to the, dude like talking shit you, and getting drunk you needed to practice you, so like you needed to bone up or you, you, <laughs> Well, Bone Up is, is... Number one, Bone Up is completely... Hang on, pause for effect. Yeah, 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 yeah. But number two, you know what I'm like, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm very... You're a horny man. I'm, I'm, You're a glutton for punishment. I'm inside my head. I don't know how to do things. Talk like a person. <laughs> it's it's an alien. Walk. Yeah. Hello. God. <laughs> I'm, I'm stealing your impression, sorry. Uh, hello, little man. <laughs> <laughs> we don't find this stuff amusing anymore. <laughs> I have to watch up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, what we, were we talking about we, again? <laughs> what Simon? are we actually talking about? So it is one of those car songs. I, I'm not. I wasn't too familiar with the album Graceland from a kid because my parents. You know, a lot of my music I got from my parents. So the, the, this podcast could be music that a hundred percent, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, they this would be car trip music. The podcast, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. But they weren't really Graceland fans. But this song came up on the radio a lot, mm. and uh, and they were Chevy Chase fans. So we'll get to Chevy we'll get Chase to that. Later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I experienced, uh, you know, this song through Chevy Chase and through the radio. I mean, I think we can talk a little bit about the album as a whole first, and then we can we'll drill di- drill down on the the song. Sure. I mean, you but, you watched the doco, so you you actually have more information than I have <laughs> for this episode. I feel like it needs like a little so- boing, like sound effect or something <laughs> like gonna that. It's going to go down in history. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the only episode. But well, I think more specifically, 
I just wanted to talk about like this album meant meant so much to me growing up. But I think this album, I mean, you think about for a middle class white family in Australia mm. to love this record. Do you know what I mean? Sure. This I think it's really important for people to realise how big this um record was at a time when Paul Simon like as you said the other day he was in his 40s he was into it he was 25 years into his career I think, I think at this it was point. something like 44 at the time I, I might be mistaken I and at have... a time like I was thinking about it the other day and I mean I you know far be it for us to get political on this podcast sure. dear listener but we could wax lyrical for hours about the state of the world if you do have any questions write in about uh, <laughs> with your questions if you want our opinion on the state of the world and needless to say, with everything that happened last year, specifically in the United States and continues to happen there, and I'm not saying we're blind to it here or immune to it here in Australia, but for an album like this to come out... I mean, it, sorry, we'd it, like to think that we're immune to this. We, we, so. <laughs> well, I don't find this stuff amusing anymore. But, <laughs> but at a time when um, apartheid was still in effect mm. in South Africa, where the white minority ruled over the black majority i mean this is something that happened in our lifetime do you know what i mean it's so strange and it is very kind of very much a reflection of the political scene today because a lot of anti-apartheid musicians so bob goldoff and and his that ilk yeah, yeah 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 Uh, thought Paul Simon was taking advantage of these musicians. Well, this is this is a big thing. I didn't realize how much of a of a sort of furor the album caused at the time. Yeah, and a big part of this documentary, and I mean, we'll, we'll link to it or something like that because it is a fantastic music documentary. He meets with a uh, member of the ANC who was, um, and and he sort of talks about why they didn't like what he did you know what i mean and he sort of explains his position and they they come to a meeting of the minds in the middle which is fantastic you know but this caused a big stir big stir because he he uh recorded in south africa and there was a bit of it was like a uh it's a cultural but was what was called a cultural boycott gary a boycott that's the word so yes Basically, in, in response to this um, regime, the UN sort of said, essentially, in, in every way, we encourage you to boycott uh, South sure. Africa, you know, um, and part of that was a cultural boycott. It's a really interesting point. I'm going to be referencing this documentary a lot because obviously it is, is very, very pertinent to what we're yeah. talking about. But um, Paul Simon has a chat to Harry Belafonte and says, this is what I'm thinking of doing. And... And Harry Belafonte says, you need to check with the ANC there. And long story short, he didn't. And that caused sort of strife. Harry Belafonte talks about, and I mean, he's someone we should we uh, should be covering on this podcast. We, we did cover him a little bit for the We Are The World. Yes, episode. we did. Um, but uh, Harry Belafonte said, I, I really love that Paul Simon did this record there. I think it's awesome. Because he said, I, I wish I could. But the only way they would have let a black man into South Africa at that time was if you were a bonded servant to a white man. Yeah, right. So you had to be a wow. slave. This is going to be hard to crowbar dick jerks into because uh, it's getting pretty heavy. <laughs> well, I mean, look, South Africans are dickheads. You know what I mean? Sure. That is a very, very large brush. I've just tarnished an entire <laughs> nation with there. But um, just just one more thing about it before mm. we move on to lighter pastures. Mm. Uh, I, I read uh, a, uh, one of the musicians, uh, a black South African uh, guy that uh, I think he was a guitarist or something on the album, saying that we got paid well to do the job uh, we weren't being taken advantage of i don't know why all these people saw it as us being at a disadvantage here we got royalty we get royalties for these songs and they talk the a state. lot about that in the documentary and and look we could talk about this for hours and it does become a little bit of a political debate but yes they were sort of 
they interview the guitar player from the album whose name my computer is frozen I've got it in front of me but he sort of talks about they bring the band over to America yep. to, to finish some stuff to, to, to do some more stuff so Paul Simon only spent about 10 12 days in South Africa they then took it back to America and this is where the magic of the album happened in the edit like the, the it was one of these albums I'm fascinated from a songwriting perspective that they came together later like they sort of edited together all the bits and the riffs and Paul Simon loved all these different sort of African bands and musicians and they got them in and just recorded stuff you know well, I actually have some info about that uh, first time for everything it's called research <laughs> Gary. give it a try <laughs> rich <laughs> it was just interesting to see where Paul Simon was in his career at this time. Yeah, yeah. Like the previous solo album of his, Hearts and Bones, had really flopped. And I actually listened to some of it, and there were some good ideas in there, and there were some interesting bits and pieces. But for the most part, it was a mess. Of well, it, it, well, it was a flop. But incidentally, history's actually been quite kind to that record. Really, I did. I did some reading. Um, what, what is fucking happening? Jerry <laughs> <laughs> is doing research. Wait, black is white. Up wait. is down. <laughs> Oh, I shouldn't say black is white. Wait, we're talking about apartheid. South Africa. Yeah. <laughs> wait for the next episode, mate. No, just wait for the next episode. But um, uh, history's be been quite kind to that yeah. album. Like, yeah. I think that was one. It was just stylistically maybe a bit out of time. But mm. I think the I think fans love that record. Sure. Uh, I mean, just on a, a brief listen that I had, it seemed a bit kind of lost. It didn't have the kind of focus that Graceland had. Well, I didn't, I didn't feel... Uh, 100%. No, 100%. Generation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he had just divorced uh, from Carrie Fisher. Oh, so were they married? They were, he was married to I Princess I knew they were Lea. together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- there was a lot of pressure from the record companies for him to, to collaborate with uh, Art Garfunkel again as well. And their relationship had completely deteriorated. I think his- that record was supposed to be with Garfunkel. Right. The Hearts and Minds record was supposed uh, to be with Burns, yeah. Hearts and Burns was supposed to be with Garfunkel, and he shit canned it at the last minute mm. and did it himself. And so I, I, that's what I was reading. So I think it had been promised as a bit of a uh, Simon and Garfunkel so reunion. Reunion. And I think that was sort that's of part of the why it flopped so hard. panning of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, he was basically... Political. It's this episode so <laughs> political. Uh, Garfunkel, man. Isn't he an architect? He's a rock, isn't he? He's a, he's an, no, he's an island. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But anyway, he's at his lowest point, Paul Simon. He was, he was down and out, basically. Mm. And nobody loves you when you're down and out. We should yes. do Nina Simone on this. <laughs> Hell yeah, uh, Anyway, uh, But he found this cassette... Uh, I can't remember the name of the band, but it just had a... a accordion music. Uh, African... Uh, accordion, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just really inspired some creativity uh, in him. So Graceland features a mix of like pop acapella stuff, but then uh, a lot of words that I can't read. Why did I write them down if I can't read them? So Zedeco? Zydeco. Zydeco? Yeah. Issy Kathamia? I, I wouldn't know how to pronounce that, but that's... Um, what, what about that one? Mbanga. Now, that, those two words there, uh, Isikathamaya, oh, that's the best I can do. And we are pronouncing these incorrectly. Hey, that's pretty good. And mm, I think, mm, like, there's a click in there, like, like that. So that's, uh, I'm pretty sure... Township Jive. So that, those two styles, those are two styles, or two, they could be two languages, and I do apologize to any, um, if, if we have any African-speaking friends who are listening, please write in, I, I'd love to know the history. So that style there is um, the sort of languages or styles that are sung by the choir who I've been listening to all week. Ladysmith Black Mombazo. Yep. 
Um, I'm pretty sure they're, they're Zulu styles or languages. And they were on uh, at least one of the tracks. They're on You Can Call Me Out. They're on You Can Call Me Out. Oh, oh, oh. Guys, if you haven't already, go and listen to Ladysmith Black Mambazo's album Shaka Zulu from 1987. Uh -huh. Paul Simon produced that record. So this came out obviously after Graceland and they came to America. Paul Simon produced this record. It is just beautiful. What was the name of the album again? It's called Shaka Zulu. Was Shaka Khan involved in that by any... No, well, then you would have had a double Shaka scenario. Well, then uh, we'd have Six Degrees of Shaka Khan, which we had on... Oh, my goodness. I think that was on the uh, the Robert Palmer episode. As soon as you said... As soon as you said, can you repeat the name of the album? <laughs> you saw... You saw... Honestly, after Real listening, I re-listened to Graceland this week, and then I just have been on a Ladysmith Black Mombazo bender it is such fantastic music it's kind of funny around that time too both paul simon and peter gabriel yes were very who much is on the documentary oh yeah, really? yeah, yeah. yeah well that makes sense very much influenced by the african styles of music at the time bringing it into pop music mm -hmm. and uh it was getting a lot of popularity in the states in the mm. uk and the, apparently the French pop music scene really? just really exploded with the African kind of vibes, Afrobeat. There's a kind big of African connection between France. Uh, there's a big connection between France and Africa. Mm. Um, I know that much. But then, um, I mean, I suppose even in Australia, do, do you remember growing up, like, w w inverted commas, world music? You remember that? Yeah, sure. Like, that was kind of... Yeah, I mean, you listen, it's a bit sort of twee now, but it really is white people... Kind sure. of realizing that they're not that it's they're not no, the center of the universe. It's you know no I mean? King Sunny Day or yeah, like no, no, proper, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. F f what's his name? Yeah, yeah, Felicuti or anything like that. Yeah. But I mean, and and this is a big crux of the documentary is is the argument of did he steal just for his own benefit? But then there's the counter argument of all of a sudden. Ladysmith Black Mombazo tour the world to this day, six months of the year. And were it not for Graceland, would, would, would that we have, have heard? You know, and, and they talk about this in the documentary. Like, they, the musicians are... They recognise that. They, they recognise that themselves and they love the fact that, that they could... Because a big part of it, I think, for a lot of the musicians was so much of the news that was coming out of South Africa at the time was just horrible you know what i mean it was bloody awful you know mm. but i think this was an opportunity for a lot of the musicians to show that life goes on there and there is a beauty there this is what this is their reality day to day but they're singing and they're making music and they're you know what i mean yeah um sort of staying positive you know yeah. it's a very simplistic way of looking at it but um uh, uh, it's so serious sorry uh, did they did they show their dicks I've, I want you to know, I've I've got a joke here. Oh, oh, please! But I'm not going to make it. What? Because it's phenomenal. It's in phenomenal bad taste. So, uh, you're on Kellis Whispot. <laughs> okay. What well, they did? They wouldn't fit on the bloody camera. Hey. <laughs> Let's chart us up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's chart us up. <laughs> With quick segue to chart me up. <laughs> anyway, let's let's talk about now we've spoken about sort of the background. Let's talk about the, the, song. the song, right? The actual song. Sure. You can call me out. This came off um, basically a jam that happened. This came off a riff that the guitar player of the band. Oh right. Off. Yeah, I um, didn't I didn't know this. Ray Peary, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, the guitar player sort of brought. And I think they recorded it in the next day. The um, engineer, I think it was the engineer or the producer said to Paul Simon, I think one of the hits got recorded yesterday. Because you've got to remember that the, the tracks weren't constructed till they went back to America. And a lot of the, the credit uh, has to be given to... Um, uh, the producer of the record who had to say this is pre-Pro Tools they speak about right. again 
who had to cut all that tape together and make Put these it, tracks. Yeah. Paul Simon then went away and wrote lyrics to them. I often think about that. Like you listen to music or you're even watching movies, like uh, knowing a little bit about how to edit video and uh, put effects on stuff. And then watching old movies where they did all these crazy effects and like, how the fuck did they put that together without, you know, Adobe? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we it's, take the same it thing, it's the same thing with this kind of... We can do it on our phones now, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Needless to say, the track was popular. The track was popular. So shall we look at the charts? Let's chart me up. Uh, can we sing the song? Yeah, sure. Uh, it's been a while. I don't know if I remember all the lyrics. What but... about if we do it to... Dun 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 me up dun 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 me up dun 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 If you call me Charlie Shut me up Baby when you call me you can call me Chart You can call me Chart Call me Chart Okay This is just the song Alright So this is a song You can call me Al by Paul Simon it's peak position in the weekly charts mm-hmm. between the years 1986 and 1987. Peak position. Peak position. 100%. Wait. Uh, actually, look. I'll let you guess first. Okay. 100% number one. Number one. Solid gold banger. Okay. So it was number two in Belgium, Ireland, and South Africa. Number two in South Africa. In South Africa. Jesus. I, well, I want to know what number, number one, one was. <laughs> it was number six in New Zealand. Okay. And the lowest was surprisingly the US Billboard Hot 100, which is usually has these songs that we talk about really high on there, but they were number, it peaked at number 23 on the. Really? Hot. Right, okay. But in Australia, you're saying number one because mm-hmm. it was a popular track, it was number two. Ooh. Was there any more singles off this record? Was this the first single off this record? I'm curious. Uh, maybe actually. maybe Diamond on the Soul, Diamonds on the Souls of a Shoes. Or what? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not sure if there are any more singles, but um, let's talk about Graceland, the album, its position ah, on the charts. Okay, cool. So cool. this is its right, weekly 100% chart. Hundred percent peak position. You're saying number one. I'm saying number one. I'm gonna say it was number one in Canada. Mm-hmm. The Netherlands, uh-huh. the European top 100 albums uh-huh. in France, New Zealand, Switzerland, wow. and the UK. It was number three mm-hmm. in the US Billboard Pop okay. albums, and number three in Austria. I had to add Austria because yeah, 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 yeah. To Austria. Its lowest position in the charts yeah. was number 46 when in was Japan. That? Japan, right, okay. That's interesting. So you're saying number one in Australia? Yeah, I'd say number one in Australia. It was number one in yes. Australia. You got one right. I got one right. <laughs> what <laughs> about Zimbabwe or the highway? I feel like this is the most pertinent segment. Look, I feel like... Uh, look, hit the theme song. I think we need a, a Zimbabwe or the highway here, Jeremy, if you if you don't mind. I've forgotten the theme song. Was it... We don't have one. I Zimbabwe. the road again. Or the highway again. Canned heat. Canned heat. Zimbabwe or the highway. Look, I don't. I couldn't. I feel find. like this is the one episode. This is where... the one episode where we should have the information. I googled high and low. I looked at the high points of Google. I looked in the the CD underbelly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could not find any information as to where you can call me out charted in Zimbabwe. But you know what? Well, firstly, I'd say to the listeners write in if you have that information and if you can find the zimbabwe chart information for any of the songs that we fucking have covered so far well just any song quite frankly just anything there there are some uh zimbabwe or rhodesia charts on wikipedia and we've we've referred Mm. to them in, in previous episodes but um, I couldn't find anything for this particular song. So I reckon we should just say with pure conviction uh, that this was number one. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. And if it wasn't, I'll eat my hat. Then again, it was a very political album. So maybe they poo-pooed it over there. Uh, you know what I mean? It could have been. Could have been. You know what I mean? Maybe it didn't chart at all over there. Anyway, 
So look, that was Chart Me Up. Yeah. That yeah. was one of our popular segments for some reason. Is it really? I don't know. Is it? People like numbers. I, 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 don't, I think we're still doing it without knowing whether it's a popular segment or not. Well, we actually don't know if any of our segments are popular, Gary. I don't know if anyone actually listens. Listens to this. But I just wanted to throw to another segment that started in the last two episodes. And now you probably oh, okay. you probably won't remember this because uh-huh. it was almost a year ago that we recorded those. Mm-hmm. And I barely remember it myself. Mm-hmm. But I started a little uh, segment. I think I called it What Does It Mean? And I've got a theme song for it. I just thought of a better name for the segment. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who Can It Be Now? I was going to say, what does it mean? Uh, I could see you going for it. And that's why we need to do it in person, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. It's that white, hot... Money shot. Money shot. (laughs) Anyway. So what does it mean? Okay. What does it mean now? Perfect. So there's a lot. You know, I was really pleased with how I sang that. I was not happy with the mouse, mouth, mouse, the mouth saxophone. I don't know. I was it a, sounded like a mouse saxophone. I, I, I was a fan. Like I'm happier with that. Uh, that can go in our uh, sax appeal segment. <laughs> yes, but that, well, that's not what we're covering right now. We're talking about a, what does it mean now. <laughs> So All right, what does it mean now? Right, Look, right. there's a lot of info online about what this song means about from people that are just speculating online to Paul Simon himself uh, talking about it. In fact, he was talking about the You Can Call Me Owl bit. Uh, he was hosting a party with his uh, then wife uh, and this French composer showed up. His name was Pierre Boulet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's how it's pronounced. He called. Uh, he would call Paul Al and call Paul's wife Be- uh, Peggy. He'd call her Betty, and so that's where the the titular part of it came. I did from. not know that, and I feel richer for that a little bit of <laughs> information. Thank you. So we've we've got all this information online, and you can look it up if you're interested as to what other people think it means. What do you feel like? You can call me Al. As a whole means. Oh, really? That's the line you choose, as a whole? The whole thing. You know what I think it means? You always meant to me, uh, what it always meant to me, it's sort of meant to me anonymity. Anonymity? Betty, when you call me, you can call me out. He doesn't care. You can call me out. Oh, wow. If I can call you Betty, Betty, when you call me, you can call me out. That's a really interesting take. I'm going to call you Betty because the song for me, Man Walks Down the Street, Street in a strange world. Maybe it's the third world. Maybe it's his first time around. Let's speak the language. Let's hold no current currency. He's a foreign man. That's it's sort clearly of like, about him traveling to Africa. Yeah, perhaps. I, I think, or perhaps it's... Or it it's, could be anywhere. It's someone Because maybe is, it's the third world. Maybe it's his first time around. I think it's... No one knows him there. You know, someone who is self-assured somewhere else not isn't necessarily in wherever it is they are now. Yeah. So I think... In that moment, if you, if anyone's done any traveling, you know mm. you can you can you sort can, of have that realization of you're somewhere totally foreign, totally new, totally absolutely not where you're from, and and you can be whatever you want to be, be whoever you want to be. So anyone you call me, you can call me out. Just call me out. Um, what's your name? Al. That is such a great take on the song. Mine was um, it was about dyslexia, but I was. <laughs> I I think I'll go with uh, I'll go with yours actually over mine. Hang on a minute, dyslexia. Al Paul, uh, look, I, it was a joke off the cuff. Please don't hold it up to any scrutiny because it's gonna fall crumble apart in your hands. Like Not unlike cornbread. that cuff. Yes. <laughs> You're wearing a t-shirt. No wonder it didn't work. That Fan- was. <laughs> What can it mean now? What can it mean now? That was better. That was better. better That second one was better. Yeah, yeah. And look. I give good mouse sacks. Before we get to the music video. Uh Oh, it's a moment everyone's been waiting for. Which, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty fucking excellent moment in the song's history. I wanted to introduce another segment. Yeah. So it's one I came up with. This is new. 
This is a new segment that I came up with. We, we didn't c- discuss this. We've talked about it. You in, sprung this on me. Well, we've talked about it in other episodes. Mm-hmm. And I think I want to make it a, like a regular segment. And I'm calling the segment, Has Weird Al Done It? <laughs> nice. Yeah. So okay. hit the theme for the... No. Right, yeah. <laughs> we don't have a theme for da-la-na, that. Da-la-na, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Has Weird Al Done It? No, Weird Al hasn't done uh, this song. Has he done any Paul Simon songs? That's a good question. I don't think he has. I don't believe he you has. You know what? If I was Paul Simon, I would be disappointed that Weird Al had not done any of songs. I mean... Actually, maybe Weird Al has gone to. But, uh, oh, maybe he didn't get permission. Uh, can I ask a question that's pertinent at this point? Please. Um, what is Paul Simon's nickname? Oh, Paulie boy. Small Fryman. Small Fryman. <laughs> Small Fryman. Is he only because five foot four or something? That, that he's five three. Actually, five three. Small Fryman. Small Fryman. That is literally stop the presses. The best moment uh, I've had. That's been careless whispered. I've that, been <laughs> that's it. No more. We actually had a nickname for Paul Simon in the We Are The World episode. Remember when I rattled off that big list? <laughs> yeah, what was nickname? that? What was that one? It was Al. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so look, Weird Al hasn't parodied Small Fryman's You Can Call Me Al. Now, the what I want to do with this segment is each... Mm-hmm. Song we ask if Weird Al did it. Okay. And if he hasn't, what would the Weird Al parody be called? Okay. okay. So I think with this one, you don't have to change the name. You can call me Al. You could change it to you could call me Weird. Maybe I think in keeping with the theme, I think he would call it you can call me Sal, and Sal, Sal is Ita- and it's just full of Italian. Hey, get, a man walks down the street, get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? <laughs> man walks down the street and says, Hey, I'm fucking walking in. <laughs> hey, if you could be my bodyguard, I could be a long lost pal. Weird Al, if you're listening, we, we've recorded this. The, the date is. <laughs> the I feel like it's like Rodney Dagefield. Hey, Betty, you can call me, you can call me Al. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want Weird Al stealing your idea because that was brilliant. You can call me Sal. <laughs> you can call me Sal. Or you can call me Weird. Yeah. One of, the, I like one it. of those. Uh, the music video. Yeah. The moment you've all been waiting for. You guys have seen the music video, right? I, you know what? Maybe they haven't, but we Maybe should give haven't. them time. We should give them time. Look, you go watch the video. We'll wait. We'll, we'll wait. How's it going, man? We got a, got a little bit political at the beginning of that episode there. Well, you know, it's the times in which we live. Yeah, you know? sure. It's the times in which we live. Yeah. It was so hard finding a dick joke to... Hang on. So hard. So hard. So hard. So hard. So dick. hard. Wait, wait. There's something there. I on, gotta... Hey, you're back. Oh, oh you're back. hey, hey. Hey, hey, don't. We'll, 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 we'll figure it out later. later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, the music video. for. So you just watched it, obviously. Um, uh, Small Fryman. Small Fryman featuring... Chevy Chase. The man himself. Now, as I was mentioning earlier, my parents were big Chevy Chase fans, and so therefore I was a Chevy Chase fan when I was a kid, mm-hmm. uh, particularly the vacation movies. Oh. Uh, uh, you know what I love? Memoirs was... of an Invisible Man, Fletch. I loved kind of Fletch and Fletch Lives. Fletch Lives, yep. I fucking love those films, man. I think I used to watch those all the time. I used to watch Fletch and Fletch Lives. I had them on DVD. Yeah. And when I like couldn't... Because I knew the film so well. When I couldn't sleep, I would just throw one of those films on and just fall asleep in front I of I love them. doing stuff like that. Like when, that. You, when you know something so well that you don't, you don't have, have to pay, pay attention. attention. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> kind of like this podcast. <laughs> um, but I mean, No one's listening anyway. They switched off a long time. <laughs> oh, man. I... We know Careless Whispod so well that we don't have to listen to it. It's, you know, it's yeah. sort of a... 
But yeah, fantastic stuff. Uh, Apparently a classic, he's a bit of a so-and-so, the old Chevy Chase. Yeah, well, he was on the TV show Community. and uh, Wasn't there a bit of speaking of controversy? Dan Harmon, the creator, who is one of the co-creators of Rick and Morty nowadays. People might know him a bit uh, more for that. But uh, Chevy Chase was on Community, and there was a big brouhaha that... uh, happened between Dan and Chevy and then Chevy left a voicemail on Dan's phone and then Dan played the voicemail on stage where Chevy was calling him a piece of shit basically and there were a lot of uh, stories from the cast of Community talking about how hard Chevy was to work with and all this kind of stuff but in this video fucking amazing yeah 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 he shines uh so paul simon or small fryman i'm sorry small fryman al himself uh not the weird variety uh well he is weird but i digress he was unhappy with the original video that was made for you it was like a weird green screen thing Mm. they were playing some of the tracks for on SNL for to promote the album and Lorne Michaels, the creator of yeah. Saturday Night Live, he kind of took a role in conceiving the new video for him in which they introduced Chevy Chase, who was part of the Saturday Night Live crew, crew yeah, at yeah. the time. The video was directed, the, the new one with Chevy Chase, was directed by a guy named Gary Weiss. Uh, he directed a whole bunch of shorts for Saturday Night Live. He was part of the making of the Bengals' uh, Walk Like an Egyptian film clip and George ah. Harrison's I've Got My Mind Set on You ah, video. Ah, fantastic. Now, bonus, did Weird Al do it? He did do I Got My Mind Set on You. Did he? Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. The, the words are, this song is just six words long. Instead of I Got My Mind Set on You. <laughs> A bit of a bonus trivia there. There you go. That's spicy. That's what they're here for. Uh, Gary Weiss, who directed this video, also directed films such as a live docker about Jimi Hendrix. He directed The Rottles, All You Need Is Cash. Oh, he co-directed wow. that with uh, Eric Idle. He also directed uh, Steve Martin, uh, Wild and Crazy Guy, which was like wow. a TV movie docker thing. He, he directed some episodes of L.A. Law and a few other things. Yeah, wow. Okay. Uh, what do you think of the video, Jez? It's pretty iconic. Yeah, it's iconic. It's Paul Simon to be over the moon that he got <laughs> the second video out rather yeah. than the first, you know, because yeah. it probably helped launch the, the song and the album into mm. the stratosphere, right? Definitely, definitely. Um, but we were just look, watching it and talking about it before. It's such a simple concept that is executed with absolute precision. Sure. Like the interplay between Chevy Chase Chevy and, and uh, Small Fryman is really, really good. Like Paul Simon, Small Fryman, Small. Uh, really Small. lets Chevy do what he does best. Do you know what I mean? And Chevy Chase really nails it. Yeah, you know what I mean? it's kind of like the theme of the video is Chevy's taking over and Paul's kind of trying to get his moment in the spotlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it really kind of fits in with the theme of the song and as it's, well, I feel like. And it's one shot, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's one room, you yeah. know? Like, it's fantastic. And there's also uh, the... One of my favorite bits of the video is the drum stand. That, so Paul Simon brings out that big drum yeah, 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 in the yeah. middle of it. And it looks like a little coffee table next to Chevy Chase's chair. He picks up a drink at one point, <laughs> goes to put it down on the table. Classic. And it just falls straight through. And it's such a subtle joke that I reckon a lot of people would have Miss missed it. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. Uh, it's great. He does the same thing with the flute when Paul Simon's he done with the flute. It. He catches yeah. it. And then he goes to put that on the table as well, and it falls through. Anyway, it's a fucking great video. I yeah. don't, I don't think we have really much. It's just a fucking great to, video. Yeah. yeah, that's it. So you know what time it is. It's been a while. <sighs> it's been building up inside it of has. us. <laughs> Quite the blue ball scenario we have here. Heavy and blue are our balls <laughs> right now. <laughs> It's time for the money shots. Jeremy, hit the theme. Uh, what is the theme? <laughs> we don't have a theme. Do you know what? I actually have a theme specifically for this episode. Mm-hmm. Bone digger. Bone digger. <laughs> Bone digger. Yes, that's right. We're digging out our bones and yes. eat, coaxing a money shot out of them. 
<laughs> all right. Do you want to go first with the money shot? Nah, you're first today, mate. All right, all right. Uh, do you want to give me some J O Y? Some that we can get the money shot. Wow, we've got a real unique insight into what you've been doing for years straight. So it's really hard to pick a money shot for this song. It, I feel like it's a really strange song on Graceland because it's a really poppy, catchy song and the rest of it is really experimental, kind of strange with the African influence and stuff Mm. like that, you know what I mean? It was really hard for me to pick one moment because it's consistently good. But I'd say right at the beginning of the song you hear the bass. Yeah. And the bass throughout that song is my money shot i'd say there's particularly one part where it's just a bass solo and it plays a riff and then the same riff is played back in reverse yeah so there's there i watched another video which was specifically a bass breakdown of this record um i'm gonna have to watch that and uh the bass player's name bakithi kumalo again i hope i'm pronouncing that correctly was just a monster player and played a lot of the album on a fretless bass which gives it that real unique tone. Nice. But he absolutely rips this, as you said, he plays this riff and then the engineer reversed it. But live, he then had to work out how to how play, to play it. it backwards. How to play it backwards. <laughs> and he does it and it's insane. Wow. Um, so maybe we can link this uh, for, for those uh, musicians out there, we can link sure. uh, the, the bass uh, video there for you. I mean, that's the classic part of the, the song, right? The, that bass line. Uh, just uh, listening through this song again and again. And this is another song that followed me around. While I was doing my research for this episode, I was hearing it everywhere. That oh, that's awesome. Well, I mean, even that riff, like, dun, 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 that started as a guitar riff. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, it's immediately recognizable. Sure. You know what I mean? Like... My favorite, my money shot yes. is is a weird one. Oh, um, uh, discolored. It's, it's been eating a lot of pineapple. Extra, uh, extra chunky. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Meaty. When I was just, at university, just, just, just came out. <laughs> when I was at university, I dabbled in a little bit of uh, the Andrams. Amateur drama. Yep. You you trod the boards. I trod the boards as a twerk. Um, I thought you were going to say twerk. As 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 I twerked. As I twerked. (laughs) I was ahead of my... I was was ahead of the time. (laughs) But we did, in this particular comedy review, I did... Sorry, you you were twerking. You you could say you were behind the times. Oh, for fuck's sake. Behind. Okay, sorry. Behind. Comedy routine. Con- economy so. review. Eco- economy. An economy. An economy. <laughs> An economic twerk. Um, Politics and then a- economy. Fucking Oh, my goodness. What's happened to Kelly so I was fun? doing uh, this comedy review at Macquarie Uni. Yes. Uh, and they were good fun to do. And there was... I wasn't in this skit, but in this particular sketch, I can't remember specifically, but it was Dr. Phil... <laughs> and this what? couple came to see Dr. Phil and the guy that was in the couple had curly hair so the, char- the, the character Dr. Phil kept saying he looked like Garfunkel right? and he just delivered this line it, this is how this skit developed I, I wasn't in it I just remember watching it what? like it's developed out of this you look like Garfunkel and they were jamming it and once he got on that tip it, that it was all over. He just kept harping on about how he looked like Garfunkel, and in Doctor Hill's voice, uh, Doctor Hill, Doctor Phil. Phil's voice, F- Philby's voice. Philby. He goes, <laughs> oh, "Too many Philbys." He goes, "I don't want to end up a cartoon in a cartoon graveyard." Yeah? <laughs> Bonding. <laughs> So that's your money shot. That's my money the shot. Bone digger, but in Doctor. I don't. Right? I don't want to end up a cartoon in a cartoon grave. No. <laughs> bone digger. <laughs> that's my. That's. I just have an enduring memory of that. Wow. So, so there you go. Wow. So look, I think we're spent. I think <laughs> we drained we're our sp- proverbial yeah. balls of our money shots. <laughs> Dr. Phil was involved. Oh. It, it was a it was a whole thing. All over small Fryman. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Oh, That's dear. right. Uh, if anyone asks you what Careless Whispod is about, like if you uh, recommend for some reason, maybe you hate a person. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you, re- you recommend this podcast to someone, just say it's about them draining their proverbial balls onto small fragments. <laughs> I mean, that's all you when really you, need to say. When you put it like that, it's almost poetic. I mean, watch the listenership just quadruple when when the word of that gets out there. <laughs> word up. Word up. So, look, that has been You Can Call Me Our by Paul Simon. Oh, kind of. it's good to be back. And Elvis and a whole and bunch Elvis of other And Elvis and a whole bunch of other stuff. And Apartheid and everything jeremy did his research it was fucking insane uh, yeah i'm i'm speechless except i'm still talking the as ne- long as you're not homeless <laughs> are they all <laughs> it's a because there's a song yeah on the, yeah uh the next episode so look this is usually where we get the old phone out and we have some no, weird contrivance none of that, none of that. After the pandemic, life's too short. Life's too short. Exactly right. We've decided for this series, we're just going to do songs that we bloody well want to cover. We really want to cover Don Henley's Boys, The Boys of Summer. And also... The Boys of Gordon Sumner. (laughs) The The Sting retrospective. Hey, hey, let's not um, use up our what did Weird Al call it. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. <laughs> I've got a good one for that episode. But uh, so the listeners also voted for Boys of Summer. It was really high up oh, there. Oh, really? When we did Word Up and Smooth. Ooh, Word Up and Smooth were neck and neck, but Boys and Su- Boys of Summer were pretty close behind. Okay, so sick. we're, we're going to do that. And then after that, we're going to take turns of picking the next song rather than just leave it to fate. Because... <laughs> Fate, fate, fate's, fate's a fucking bitch. Yeah, yeah. Fate some, sometimes isn't kind, you know. Fate can suck my fucking balls. That was uh, pretty full on. But anyway, yeah. um, Fate, if you're out there listening. Uh... Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've been Gary. I'm Jeremy. Good and to be back. That's been Kayla's Whisper. We'll see you on the next episode, I hope. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>